When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? It's Francesca, and this is Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am coming to you with all of the half-term feels. Who's enjoying their half-term? Hands up. I, when I first had the babies, used to dread school holidays. I'd be like, oh, Lord, please just take her back to school. I can't cope with this. But we've really got to a point now where the holidays are really fun. And they're to be like treasured. And every day we've been doing fun stuff. So that has been a true treat, including on Monday, we went to the cinema for the first time in two years. The first time since the pandemic began. And in London, like Bo and I used to go to the cinema every weekend. Like it was our thing because to be honest, there wasn't much else to do for children. But it was like our proper thing to do. And she loves the cinema. She loves to eat in the dark like a rabid animal, just like me. And we haven't done it for two fucking years. And so 
I got a little bit caught out on Monday because you forget that when you've got preschool children, they don't have half terms and stuff. They don't have school holidays, so they just still carry on going to nursery. But then your school age children have time off. So I was like, oh, the girls are at nursery, but Bo's not at school. So I was like, oh my God, this is a big girl day. And we had real precious time. She also really makes me laugh. Like it makes me realise when it was just me and her, I think when she's with the babies, I feel like she's maybe younger or I treat her younger because it's like the the average age of the three of them. But when it was just me and her on her own, like she's such a fucking big girl. Like she's a really big girl and she enjoys big girl things like lunch and shopping and cinema. And I was like, Bo, <laughs> I just need to pop into River Island because I bought some boots for the babies and... I think their ankles are too big for them. Like, I don't know what's happening. That They wouldn't fit. They were too tight. And so I was like, I just need to drop these boots off. And I was like, ooh, look at this leopard print coat. And she's like, we're here to take something back, not to shop. <laughs> she just, where does she get this shit from? She makes me die. Anyway, so that has just been truly joyful this week. Just spending time, enjoying the half term and making memories. Now, can we have a COVID corner? Can we have a COVID corner? Can this be something that we do? So I put a story on my Instagram the other day of just an observation of something I saw on Lorraine Kelly, because yes, she watches morning TV, don't judge me. And they had a doctor on, I can't remember her name now, but she admitted on TV, she was like, yeah, (laughs) when we started the vaccine program back in December, there was no data on how it would affect unborn children, breastfeeding children, mothers, all these like pregnant women, all these things. But now we've had all these people take up the vaccine and so now we have data. So it's like, hang on a second. So what you're telling me is, is that you wanted to experiment on me and my unborn children. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. And it just really shocked me. So I did a story about it. And I'm not claiming to know everything. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. You don't have to... um have what's the word um issues or reservations have reservations about the vaccine and be an anti-vaxxer they they're not they're not um mutually exclusive or the opposite and exclusive the same whatever you know my children have their vaccines it ain't a thing it's more the fact that it really worries me that it hasn't come out of its trial period etc etc now so 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 many of you sent me so many messages i think it's probably the most responded to story i've ever done in my fucking life and to be honest a lot of you scared the fucking shit out of me and now i feel like oh god like what if they make it mandatory i'm going to have to run away and live in the mountains um but covid corner I think I might have long COVID. So I got coronavirus back in the summer when I was living at my mum's house. Oh, that was a fucking dark time. That was a dark, dark time. Having to isolate with my mum and two ill children, that was a dark time in my life. And at the time, I remember thinking, this is just like a bad cold. It really didn't affect me at all. Despite the fact that I have a compromised immune system, it really didn't affect me. It was like a bad cold. It was fine. It was more the fact that I had to look after two ill children that was far worse than the actual virus itself. But I think I might have long COVID. Like, I just get these periods of like three to four days at a time, and then it will go for a couple of days, and then it will come back, and then it will go, and then it will come back, where I am so exhausted 
I'm talking about jet lag level of exhaustion. Like you've flown to LA, your ex-husband's trying to get you to go out to a club, but you've been on a flight all day. That kind of exhaustion or that first trimester of pregnancy. Girls, you'll know what I'm talking about when you just pass out anywhere and you cannot, like it's not for want of trying, like you try it and wake up and you just can't. Like every time the girls nap, I fall asleep. And then at night time, when they go to bed, I'll go and put both to bed and then that's it. I'll just be in bed all night. I won't even get the evening to myself. What's quite worrying about that is that's traditionally when I do all of like my work. So I'm just like, fuck. It's really quite annoying. So I went and had a blood test this morning at fucking 8.30 in the morning. How rude. Who makes a blood test appointment at 8.30 in the morning? Especially someone who has three young children, okay? And yeah, I went there to see if there was anything wrong with me. And they basically were like, "Mm, you've got three really young children. (laughs) The nurse was like, you've got twins. You're probably just surviving. Like this is just normal life. But I don't know. I just want to make sure there's nothing wrong with me. You never know. Anyway, let's get on to what this week is about, because this is not the autobiography of my life as much as I'd like it to be. This week, I want to talk all about how the universe hates a vacuum, which is precisely why you should create one. So we've spoken about this a little bit in the past with decluttering and not just decluttering your physical space, but how you can declutter your mental space because creating a space, creating a an opening allows new stuff, new energy, new opportunities, new things to enter your life. Now, if you're not doing any work on yourself, if you are not operating on a higher frequency, you're just going to attract more of the same shit. You can declutter, but you're just going to attract the same. But if you are changing your mindset, if you are consciously upgrading your life, if you're consciously raising your frequency, you are going to get rid of the old negative stuff and attract new positive stuff. So this principle is a basic aspect of the law of attraction and it suggests that an empty space cannot truly exist. And as such, it's important to make space for positive change in your life by clearing out negativity. So as important as decluttering your desk or decluttering your bedroom or your office or whatever might be, the true goal is to declutter your mind so that you have space to attract new things that better serve you. So I practiced this in a massive way over the last couple of, well, I guess the last couple of months, but it really came to fruition this week. This week, I made a massive, massive life move, a massive, massive life change. Your girl's making big moves over here. And I got rid of my beauty business of 10 years and my salon of five years in London. And that was so fucking scary. It was terrifying, let me tell you. I had to overcome, and I talked to you about this whole process because we talk about these stuff, this stuff sort of abstractly. And when these things really, truly apply to my life and I've actually done them, I've walked the walk, talked the talk and come out the other side, I really want to share with you how I have done it because I think it's so much easier to understand that way. So I want you to understand that I had a lot of limiting beliefs when it came to doing this, okay? I didn't just think, oh, do you know what? Let me get rid of my salon. I ain't got time for it anymore. My limiting beliefs were that I had kept that open all through lockdown, And that was one of the most stressful things for me to do. And it took a lot for me to do, to keep that open 
was one of the most stressful things. I remember when all this first happened, I remember thinking, I've got two mortgages and a salon lease, two mortgages and a salon lease. That's all that could go around in my head. And I was like, three properties is too much for one fucking single person to take on. And it just would stress me out so much. Another, uh, I guess, limiting belief or something that made me hold on was the fact that in the middle of lockdown, when we had like a bit of a reprieve last summer, I spent two and a half thousand pounds <laughs> Oh, see, I'm feeling angry talking about it again. I'm feeling, no, Fran, don't feel angry. Just move on, let go and let God. I spent two and a half thousand pounds on getting my tanning salon roof fixed. So I had to struggle with it leaking for the last kind of six months of working there. And then I decided to spend two and a half, did I mention it's two and a half thousand pounds? Two and a half thousand pounds on getting a whole new roof in this bastard place. So that when it reopened and when the world went back to normal or the new normal, whatever, um, we would be ready to go. And it was really like a declaration of I'm not going to let this business sink I am going to make it through because there were points where I was like, I don't know whether we're going to fucking survive. Like, I do not know if we're going to survive. And it was a real um, symbolic gesture to the universe of I'm spending this money investing in this business and this property because I intend to make it a reality. So the next thing is I've got a really big client database. I've been doing this for 10 years. I have very, very loyal clients. And it's felt like such a shame such a waste to kind of let that go and also it's what I know it's what I know for the last 10 years it is the thing that made me quit my nine to five job and for that I will always 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 be thankful I always felt so lucky like for so many years I felt so thankful that I had this incredible business model and that I could provide spray tans and lashes and it was in the perfect location and it meant that I could work when I want I could work as little or as much as I want I could choose my hours. I fucking lived for it. I loved it. And that felt really hard to let go of that. But just because it was so much better than a nine to five, because for me, a nine to five was fucking hell. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you, like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. I was really looking at it through rose tinted glasses and it was still hard like it was hard work I remember when I used to say to my clients like they'd be like oh where do you live and I'm like oh well I've got a flat like 12 doors down but actually I'm like living in Lincolnshire so I get a train from Lincolnshire and they're like what and it's honestly it's not that much of a drama it's like an hour and 20 minutes into King's Cross calm down dear it's not a big deal but it was still like it was a journey. It was a fucking journey. On top of that, I would do 14 hour days because I would go down and just work for two days when my ex-husband has my daughter. So that was my only time available to work. 
And so I would cram all of my work into 14 hour days, which meant that I constantly felt rushed. I constantly felt kind of under pressure and very, very overworked, I guessed. And on top of that, I used to do Airbnb changeovers as well because I would stay at my apartment and then I would also be there to do like all of the laundry and organize the cleaning and all that kind of stuff for the Airbnb changeovers. So I just felt fucking exhausted from it, but I still loved it so much. But I can see now that it was really hard work. And not only that, my life and the world has completely changed since the last time I worked there, which was when I was pregnant. So a year and a half ago, the world has changed. I have three children now. And whereas I used to have two days a week, like child free, I don't have that anymore. So it would actually be impossible to go back and work there. But not only that, as I've been on this law of attraction journey in a much more dedicated way doing this podcast, I guess over like the last year, and especially through doing the book club, I really realised that owning a salon and working in beauty is not really living in true alignment. I used to do posts that were like, do you want to look like a ghost this Halloween? No, then get a spray tan. What kind of message is that sending to women saying that they need to have a spray tan so they don't look like a fucking ghost? Like a person's skin tone is their skin tone. They don't have to change it to look better. I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking love a spray tan and I know that I look a hundred times better with one. But imposing that on other people. And I mean, I used to say to people like they'd come in for a spray tan. They never had one before. And I'd be like, you're going to be addicted to this. You're going to love it. It's going to literally change your life. And I was right. It did change their lives and they were addicted to them. But is that really something that I want my legacy to be? Is that... I enabled women with their insecurities and in changing their appearances. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't have hair extensions, that I don't get spray tans, that I don't fucking love lashes. I love all of these things. But for me, it wasn't living in alignment with my truth. And I think it particularly happened when I started promoting like the Botox clinics and stuff. Again, full disclaimer, I haven't had Botox for two years because I'm breastfeeding, but as soon as I stop breastfeeding, your girl's getting Botox because she looks 40 damn five. But I don't want that to be my life's mission, my life's work, to be promoting Botox to other people and to women and making them feel like they need it. That's just not my vibe. So I made the decision a little while ago that I no longer wanted anything to do with my salon. I just I just wanted it gone. And that was something that I was very intent on manifesting, mostly because I was just out of a break clause. And so I might have had to have had it for another two and a half years. And praise be to Jesus, I got out of it. But you know, I'm a long way away from it now. And there are other people that work in the salon that basically, I'm not nearby. So I don't know what's going on there. And it's all in my name. So if somebody was drinking on the premises, or if somebody was being really noisy, or whatever it might be, that's under my name. Like that's on my head. And that was fucking terrifying for me because I didn't have control over it. And it just took so much bandwidth and so much space in my brain. So I knew that I had to create space in my mind, space in my schedule for new things to come in. And this is the thing, I feel like I'm kind of bombarded with new ideas and new opportunities all the time. I don't have an issue with that. 
my problem is that, as you can imagine, with three young children, it's very, very hard to prioritise the things that matter and to prioritise things that you want to do. And for me, I felt very uncomfortable with, I guess, growing more and growing my business whilst I still had like this unfinished business of this salon sitting there that was all in my name and that was, you know, a massive, massive liability. And so that was one of my manifestations. One of my goals for this year was really to get it out of my name, to close it down, to be done and gone. So I made the decision a little while back. I started putting things in motion. And then as it looked like it was actually about to happen, I made some big symbolic gestures. So I went through my websites and I physically closed down all of my websites. So I think I had two or th- no, I had three, I had three beauty websites. I had one for lashes, one for tans that were both really, really old websites that I'd had since like day dot. And then I also had a salon website as well. And I went through and pressed delete on those motherfuckers. The one that hurt me the most <laughs> was my never too tanned one. RIP never too tanned. I'll love you forever. That website I made myself when I was like 25 or however old I was. And it had been added to and added to and added to over the years. It looked like a bag of shit, but do you know what? It worked so well. People saw it and they would come, like they came in their droves. And that was my my income. That was my freedom for so many years, for the last 10 years. And so that was terrifying to press that button to say delete. That was fucking terrifying, but I did it. I did it. And I felt so much lighter after. I felt so much better. I felt such a relief. Not only that, I went through all of my contact lists and I sent them all a message saying, thank you so much for your loyalty over the years. Um, I really appreciate it. But your girl's out of here. I'm off. Bye. Please don't ever call me for a spray tan ever again. And it was just really doing all of these small gestures to really put a full stop at the end of this beauty business and to say, it's done. I signed the the solicitor's documents. I pulled down the websites. I contacted the clients and said, no more. And it just felt incredible that it had gone. Now, of course, there are many people, my own mother included, that'd be like, why on earth wouldn't you just keep the website? It's fucking six pounds a year. Like, just keep it. You never know. You might need it. But you know what? That's not the energetic vibe I want to send out. I have very much dusted my hands of this business. It has gone. And that has, of course, left a vacuum in my life. It has left space on my to-do list. It has left space in my diary and it's left space in my motherfucking mind. And it's so exciting because it means that that is going to be filled with something so much better. Anyway, we have to take a quick break because we need to hear from this week's sponsor. Amber Chaplain of Amber Energy Services is an intuitive astrologer, tarot reader, certified life coach, and even a witch, which is totally my vibe. Now, if you remember last week, I was saying that she was going to do a distance tarot read for me. And my Lord, it was good fun. So she did an eight card read for me. And it's so simple. She sent me an email with a Dropbox on it. And I'm a complete technophobe. I hate shit like this. And it was super, super easy. Not only could I see pictures of all of the cards she pulled for me, but I also get an MP3 file where she reads the cards and tells me what they mean and what they could mean in my life. A lot of them were scarily accurate. And she also really explained the tarot to me, which I'd never really understood it before. It's not about fortune telling as such. It's about 
self-development, about intuition and about how seeing things laid in front of you, you can apply it to your own life. I'm not very good at explaining this, but let me tell you, it brought up some things that I was like, aha, it's really obvious what the right decision is because my mind automatically went to it. I hope that makes sense for you. Anyway, if you are interested in a tarot reading or any of the other services she offers, you can go to amberenergyservices.com. Now let's think about how we could apply this vacuum effect to other areas of our lives. I've just given you my real life example of um, the beauty salon. And I hope that that really inspires you that even something that you've been doing for so many years and has been, that's another thing I guess I want to add is that my beauty business was a success. Like people were surprised when I said I was closing down. They were real surprised. And I guess it's like some people were like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. And I'm like, no, please don't be. (laughs) Don't be. I think they thought that I just got run out of business and that COVID had a really bad effect or whatever. But it's like, actually, the people I was working with were not really on the vibe that I wanted to be on. There were things going on that I wasn't really happy about. And it just wasn't my vibe. And so to be able to consciously walk away from that, to consciously and... um what's the word, intentionally make space to create something new. That's very, very exciting. Like I want to write a book so bad and I'm already an author. Like, oh my God. And Bo found out just this week that I've written a book. Since she's been able to read, she has been literally devouring books continually. She's like Safi from Absolutely Fabulous. She does not stop reading And she wrote a little unicorn story. It's the first proper story that she's written. And she was trying to tell me that Hammer is spelt with one M. And I was like, I think you'll find it's two. And she's like, no, it's one. My teacher said it's one. I was like, well, guess what? I've written a book and I'm telling you it's two. And she's like, no, you haven't. And then it occurred to me that she had never really understood or been told or seen that I've written a book before. And I've kind of waited for this day my whole goddamn life. So I was like, shall I go and get my book to show you? So she's like, yeah. And I went upstairs and got one of my six remaining copies that I have. And she was really impressed. So that was quite exciting. Um, But what was I talking about? I feel like I've gone off on a tangent. Oh, yeah, I really, really want to write a book. And I feel like there's lots of signs telling me that I need to do it. Even to the point where one of my listeners told me the other week that my book that was released in 2008, which is such a shit show. And it's also very of its time. So it's like not very relevant these days. Like nobody would buy it these days. The secondhand resale price has gone up to £13. You can't get this shit for less than £13 online. It was only fucking £7.99 when it's brand new in the shops. So I'm just like, fuck, this is like telling me that if people are willing to buy my 2008 fucking monstrosity of a book, this is the time, Fran. This is the goddamn time. And so I'm really hoping that, yeah, getting rid of this beauty business will just create space in my life and time in my life to work on things such as that. Now, how could we apply this to other areas of our life? For example, I know that most of you listening are women. Not all of you. Not all of you. I know before you get mad, but most of you are women. So how could you, in fact, I don't know why I'm saying this, like everyone wants to fall in love. I don't know why I'm saying women, but how could you apply this to love? So thinking about how you want to clear out space and famously, well, not that famously really, but famously in my mind, 
I gave Amy Hart of Love Island fame this very advice when I was speaking to her. She was telling me that she's single. She sees her friends all the time. She has like no time. She goes out for like two or three dinners a night, which is insane. And that she just doesn't have time for a boyfriend. So I was like, well, you won't attract a boyfriend whilst you have no time for one. It's just not something that's going to happen to you. And sure enough, I think six weeks after we had that conversation, she actually implemented what I said, which I said, you've got to get bored. You can't accept every every invitation out. You can't fill every evening of your time. You have to create a vacuum. You have to allow the time and space for this person to enter your life. And sure enough, six weeks later, she's met the love of her life. So this is how I would apply it to my love life or not my love life, just to anyone's. So number one, we know that your phone is cluttered, your DMs, your phone. If you are alive and you have a pulse, you've got some fuckboys in your phone, okay? It's time to say bye to those fuckers. I would send them a message if you feel like you need to. If you're in regular contact or recent contact, I'd be like, you know what? We're not on the same vibe. We're not on the same level. You want this. I want that. I bid you farewell. Good luck to you and your dick. Then I would just block them and say, I'm, I'm just blocking you. This is not an unfriendly thing. I'm just blocking you because I'm just trying to clean up my phone. I would then block and delete those motherfuckers and I would not look back. Number two this is one of my favorite things is I would create space in my wardrobe and life for someone to come in. So you need to look at your life and think, is this ready for a partner to come in? You might, like me, have businesses that are sort of limping along and your heart's not really in them anymore, but it's like an obligation because you maybe pay rent or whatever it might be. You might want to start to clean up those aspects of your life so that you're very like streamlined and edited and that you can focus more of your time and energy on yourself and having fun and recreation and dating and all that kind of stuff. You're also going to want to declutter your house. So when I say declutter, I mean anything that you might still have old wedding photos up from your ex-husband. You might have, um, I don't know. I don't know what to, like what you could declutter. What represents your single life? Maybe like loads of going out clothes and slutty boots. I don't know. But declutter, declutter, declutter. It's one of the quickest and easiest ways to shift energy both in yourself and in your home and prepare yourself for something new to enter. But also if your house is like super cluttered and there's no room for anything or anyone, that's not going to be inviting for someone new to come in. You might also feel like, like I remember with a certain ex I've had in the past where where I was living was quite small. Well, it wasn't small for me. I was fine. But then when it like came to them moving all their shit into my space, I was like, you know what? Why the fuck am I working hard to buy my own house? And then you just want to rock up with your fucking horrible mismatching hangers? No, it ain't happening. It, oh shit, there's my Tesco delivery. Right, bear with. I've got to go and let my Tesco delivery in. I'll be back in five minutes. Remind me of where I was. Mismatching hangers. Get the fuck out of my house. Okay. Okay, I'm back. So yes, if your house already feels cluttered and like you don't have enough space, you're going to be less likely to want to have someone else come into your space. Like That's just a very real thing. So make sure that you are optimising the space that you have. Oh, God, sorry, I'm a bit out of breath. Um, that shows how unfit I am. Just putting away a small amount of shopping is ridiculous. Um, 
But also, you might want to declutter any situations in your life. So like I said, if you're speaking to an ex, if you are perhaps like me, co-sleeping. So I co-sleep with all of my children. Well, two most of the time, sometimes three. Now, that would not be very conducive to a relationship. So that's something that if that were of interest to me, for me at the moment, I am prioritising my children over a relationship that isn't even entering my goddamn head at this moment in time. Then, if you, But if it was, if you were like, do you know what? I'm done with co-sleeping or my child always gets into bed with me, whatever it might be, this is not going to help me in getting a relationship. Then you could start to put steps in in place so that that is no longer an issue. And you might find that the issue is resolved before anyone even comes into your life, but then it opens you up so much more to the possibility of meeting someone because there's nothing holding you back. There's no blockages. Number three is to work on yourself both mentally and physically so you are ready. So that's working on your love blockages, on your limiting beliefs, on your past experiences, but also physically and mentally working on yourself so you can be the best possible version of yourself. I've always had this real intuition that I'm going to meet the love of my life when I'm about 50. It's really weird. Like I've always thought I was going to be a single mum to girls. I've always thought that I would meet the love of my life when my daughters are like teenagers about to go to university or something. And I suddenly have this second lease of life where I feel like he's a filmmaker and I feel like we just go to India and travel the world and do this crazy shit. I don't know. I don't know where this fucking comes from, but I'm just telling you, this is what I feel. And so one of the parts that I feel a little bit like, oh, is I think it's going to be a shame that the love of my life meets me when I'm 50 and I'll be like, look, look at me when I was 25. I was hot, I swear. So actually make sure that you are your best version of yourself now when you're ready to meet the love of your life. And number four, sign up to online dating or do a singles event or ask friends to set you up. The idea is fucking do something. Take one physical step towards that goal and not in a roundabout way that all of these other things have been like clearing out a wardrobe or decluttering your whatever. I mean, actually take a proactive step in the direction of the goal. So these are the ways that you can do this, but pretty much, yeah, declutter, 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 create a vacuum and new positive shit will fill it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me again this week. It's truly a fucking pleasure. I love talking to you guys. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, you can leave me a review. And if you're thinking, I've left you a review, bitch, you can leave me another one. You can leave countless reviews. You can leave millions. Um, But only if you're on Apple. I don't know how you do it on Spotify. But it really does help me out. So if you could leave me a review, a rating, um, anything like that, I'd be really, really grateful. As always, you can come and find me on Instagram. I'm at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. By the way, at 60,000 followers. Thank you guys so much. Hashtag grateful. Um, Or at Francesca Amber, where I basically just do a lot of time lapses of me doing shit. (laughs) So if that's your vibe, come and join me. Um, The Law of Attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. I'll see you next week. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. 
I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter and you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go, or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches, don't try it, then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.